How about a ride, Francisco? Paul, oh man, are you a sight for sore eyes? Yeah, I am. <laughs> Have you, you're acting like you haven't seen me in like two weeks, though. Well, I, I haven't. Are Are you okay? Is everything all right? Well, I do have a pain, a major pain for episode number... Francisco, you have to come back with me. Where? Back to back to the... (coughs) Back to back to the future, too. No, no, Chris. I just got here, and I was going to review Major Pain with Paul this episode. Well, bring him along. This concerns him, too. Wait a minute, Chris. What are you talking about? What happens to us in the future? What, do we become jerks or something? No, no, you and Paul turn out fine. It's the podcast. Something's got to be done about your podcast. Well, I, I guess that means we'll be going back to the future, too, for episode number 74? of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Retro Rewind Podcast initialized. Mission identified. Back to the Future 2, 1989. Co-hosts online. Auditory analysis online. All systems nominal. Welcome to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we rewind back to movies and video games from 15 or more years ago so that we can let you know whether they're still worth revisiting today. You can find the show notes for this episode at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 74. There you can leave us a comment on the episode. You can find a link to subscribe and review the podcast in iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And you can also find a link to support us on Patreon. Speaking of which, for this episode, our reflux capacitor was actually given a Mr. Fusion of its own. Thanks to our very generous patrons, Brian Keating, Andrew Legreve, Two Dudes in a Nest, Deborah Powers, Jared Holzhauer, Chris Cowan, and a secret patron as well, which Chris would like to take the credit for. Yeah, right. that's, that's totally me. Totally me. <laughs> Thank Double you. dip in there. Thank you, Paul, <laughs> for your awesome support. My name is Francisco Ruiz. I'm a dad, designer, and I still desire to drive a DeLorean. Especially a flying one. I, I hear they're not that reliable as far as engines and stuff. But just to say that you did, you know, oh, okay. I think that's it. I wouldn't want to own oh. one. Oh. but uh, I would. would just rebuild the engine. <laughs> Fine. And my <laughs> prediction for Back to the Future 2, not Major Payton as we had planned, thanks a lot, Chris, uh, was hey. classic. This was important. Okay. <laughs> that's true. And I get ready for Back to the Future Day. I am Back joined, to the as always, by my good friend and co-host, Paul the Time Traveler Powers. Hi, Paul. Hi. Thanks for bringing me along to this <laughs> future episode. You bet. We're going to see our kids. Wait, what? What? <laughs> I thought we were here to save the podcast. Oh, yeah. That, yeah that's what I meant. Um, uh, Paul, my trivial question for you. Back to the Future 2 was filmed at the same time as Back to the Future 3, and it, but in the five years since the original Back to the Future was made, Michael J. Fox had forgotten how to ride a skateboard. Oh. 
Is there anything, Paul, that you knew how to do as a kid, but you have since forgotten? Yeah, how to ride a bike. No. Um, <laughs> you never forget that. Yeah. As a kid, there's lots of things like in math class in high school that I forgot oh, yeah. all those formulas, but um, nothing comes to mind as a kid. Okay. No speed and runs predict- of Legend of Zelda? Hmm, speed runs? No. Okay. Um, I still remember where all the secret hidden items are in that oh. know, waste of space in my brain. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I predicted Back to the Future 2 would be a classic. All righty. And join us once again. Uh, only a couple episodes removed, but we'd like to welcome back Chris Cowan. Hi, Chris. Hi. You guys are gluttons for punishment. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> One of us is. Whoever keeps inviting you back. <laughs> Alice, what are you doing? Um, uh, Chris, uh, remind us real quick what you do. Um, I, I, like, in in general, like, I use the toilet a few times to say, a day. He does I, whatever he wants. Yeah. I'm my own man. I'm a renegade. Fine, fine. Uh, my trivial have- question. No, no, no. That is fine. You go to the bathroom. That's all we need to know. Um, my trivial question for you, Chris, is popmockers.com. I have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> don't you promote that at the end. To, don't you dare try to prevent me from self promotion. No, okay, fine. I won't. Just watch me. Uh, <laughs> many shows from the 1980s are featured on the televisions inside the cafe 80s, including Family Ties and Taxi which originally starred Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd, respectfully. Uh, Chris, did you have a favorite TV show from the 80s? Uh, gosh, let's see. Yeah, probably my two favorites from the 80s were uh, Happy Days. When was Happy Days? I thought that was a 60s show. I bet, I mean, no, I it know. was about the 50s. It was oh, it was about the, about the 50s, 50s. But I think it was set in the, I think it was filmed in the 70s or 80s. Oh, okay. That and uh, The Wonder Years. Which oh, was also set yes. In the 60s, but, but uh, was broadcast in the 80s. Yeah, that's a good one. Nice. Uh, those are both awesome. Very cool. And what was your prediction for Back to the Future 2? Classic. Classic. Classic all around. Well, you never know. You never know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Happy Days premiered on January 15th, 1974. Oh, very nice. Okay. Well, Paul, you have that information, but you have the course for this episode for Alice. Yes, Alice, let's go to, uh, never mind Major Pain. Let's (laughs) (laughs) let's, uh, have a roundtable discussion on Back to the Future 2, the number 2, part 2 as it's called. Roman numeral 2. Yes, part II. <laughs> and uh, let's also see what we've been up to lately on our YouTube segments and uh, stay tuned for some announcements if we ever get back to the future. <laughs> Depends if we find that sports almanac. Else, uh, let us know if you find our target, though. Alert, alert. Target located. Spoilers incoming. Engaging retro rewind reactor. This Wednesday, Steven Spielberg and Robert Zemeckis bring you Back to the Action. Back to the Magic. Back to the Future, Part 2. 
Michael J. Fox. Christopher Lloyd. Michael J. Fox. More like a couple of teenagers. And Michael J. Fox. Mom, is that you? Back to the Future Part 2. Rated PG. A brand new future is coming on Wednesday at theaters everywhere. A brand new future is coming, but our memory mind meld is coming as well. And here it is. This picks up where part one ended, except a different Jennifer who looks like the old Jennifer, so I didn't even notice. A dog takes Marty and Jessica to 2015, where Marty fixes his kids but screws up the past with the sports almanac when old Biff gets it and creates a new 1985. Doc and Marty retrace Biff's steps and try to get the almanac back in 1955. The duo affects parts of the first movie, but ends with Marty getting a 100-year-old Wells Fargo letter from Doc Brown, who was struck by lightning. What, Jessica Rabbit wasn't in this movie? <laughs> and it was Western Union, not Wells Fargo. Oh. It was not Wells the next Fargo. stage. Yeah. I think they're, I, I would imagine they were both around that time, but sure. I, I don't know. And at the time he received it, it was an a 70-year-old letter, not a 100-year-old letter. Oh, good point. Oh, good. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. All right. So, yeah, technical details. Speaking of technicals, Paul, what technically went into making this movie? Okay, Back to the Future Part 2 is rated PG, runs 108 minutes, and was released in theaters on November 22nd of 1989 for the Thanksgiving holiday in the U.S. of A. It was directed by Robert Zemeckis, and was written by him and Bob Gale again, along with some other people that helped out, and went on to star everybody else except Except Crispin Glover (laughs) and the original Jennifer. What's her name? Claudia Wells. Mm -hmm. So, um, but, you know. Who, if you uh, ever heard that it was because she wanted more money or anything like that, that is a misstatement, is actually her mom got sick, and so she wanted to take care of her. Yes. And she wanted and she, more and, money to take. Oh <laughs> no, her mom actually lived in another country, too. Oh, so wow. I didn't was, know that. Yeah. So, um, anyway, the budget for... Excuse it wouldn't have stopped me. I would have yeah. Marty McFly's girlfriend. You better believe it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we all make mistakes in life, children. <laughs> The budget for this part two movie was about $40 million and went on to gross over $300 million. Oh, my word. And uh, over $72 million in rentals alone. Well, that is awesome. Thank you, Paul. Or is it? Well, I don't know. Let's talk about what's awesome about this movie, though, with our love section. And let's begin with our guest host, Chris. What's one thing you liked about BTTF2? Uh, one of my favorite things about it was just like when you enter, when, when they arrive in the alternate 1985 from the alternate, from Biff's timeline, mm-hmm. I, I just love how terrible and post-apocalyptic <laughs> it was. It was like Hell so, Valley. yeah, it was so over the top. It was just so, so fantastic. Just like how crazy, like just a random like car cop car crashed into another car just sitting there just on the side of the road you got like chalk outlines all over the place yeah uh the school on fire yeah oh my gosh so good so eat lead slackers is one of my favorite lines (laughs) (laughs) in movie history (laughs) that is an awesome one 
for some reason, and I don't know if this is so much a like or a dislike, but I I got the, I felt like uh, alternate nineteen eighty five seemed very twenty fifteen esque in like a sort of a wrong side of town. It looked like yeah. it might as well just be now, it was, which was odd to me, but. Yeah, where are you? Where do you live? <laughs> it's uh, it's it's right after like the uh, Oakland Raider riots. Basically. There you go. Mm. Yeah, that makes more sense. Uh, so you like to eat lead slackers? What is something else you like, Paul? Uh, the music, of course. Yes. Alan Silvestri continued his great music in this mm. film. Um, nothing new, uh, but it's still good. Yeah. Yeah, I and I thought that his score, like again, I agree, it was awesome, and it really made that opening credit sequence bearable. Almost, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Something else I liked about the movie was I, I liked well a lot of the seeding of for both more th- things that were going to happen later in this movie, and also things in Back to the Future Three, like that they showed Marty playing Wild Gunman to show that he'd yes. be a good shot. And something I just picked up on this viewing was that Doc Brown, through most of this movie, was wearing this shirt with trains on it. And apparently, I, I was reading the IMDb page, it also has Cowboys and Indians on the print too. But I thought that was, that was a cool uh, allusion to number three as well. You know what's funny? is I never actually even picked up on the correlation between the video game and his ability to shoot. Oh, okay. Uh, in in episode three, um, there were a lot, but yeah, that was one of the things I loved too. Was just all the different foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. You know, t- when they've got the uh, Biff, the Tannen Museum, and you see Mad Dog Tannen, yeah. and and all that stuff is I love that. Yeah, that is really cool. Um, let's go back. And was there something else you thought was cool, Chris? Oh, um. One of my favorite, one of my favorite scenes is it's right after Biff gets knocked out by uh, not Crispin Glover because he's not in this movie. I know CPR. Um, I know CPR. Yeah. What's CPR? It's 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 right after that, and the guy is like, "Hey, did he? You just take his wallet? Oh I think yeah. He took his wallet, and then he says like that like two more times. Like that's his all his lines. Are, <laughs> I think he. I think that guy took your wallet, and I just for some reason I think he took his that, wallet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. At the end, I think he took it like that. He's like, "I'm so happy to be contributing in some way to this event," and it just. I never thought me. about that. That yeah, is, oh yeah, <laughs> cracks me up every time. Well, I love it. Um, that is a funny scene, but yeah. I would like to be known for more than that. I kind of feel sorry for the actor, but at least he's in there. Yeah, oh, yeah. better than um, what's the guy's name that got Crispin Glover? No, from number one, who was Marty. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey. Why am I blanking? Uh, me too. Yeah. Stoltz. Stoltz. Eric, Eric Stoltz. Stoltz. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. sad. So I'd rather be this guy with, he took your wallet. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Paul, what was something, was there something else you liked about this movie then, Paul? I liked in 1995, seeing, sorry, 1955, seeing the same scenes but at a different angle and yeah. also with a different yes. plot yes. intertwined with it. Yeah. That, so 
revisiting that was cool too i mean i liked the whole time travel thing like i loved the future part mm-hmm. and i loved the uh the alternate uh 1985 but i liked how they revisited the same scenes but yeah it, uh, from a different point of view yeah that was pretty cool yeah that and i don't think i've i'd ever seen anything like that where you're sort of rewatching part of the same movie but it's then new content within that movie. Yes, I agree. That was a, a cool, a cool way to do that. Um, I also like that. Speaking of sort of that aspect of this movie, I like that I learned about alternate timelines and just the perils of time travel from this movie. So I thank you, Back to the Future Two, for teaching me <laughs> about that stuff. The perils or parallels of time travel. The dangers of time travel. Okay, the perils. Okay. <clears throat> just wanted to clarify. The pearls? There's pearls of time travel? What? Yes. And the black pearl. <laughs> you swine. Uh, let's go back to Chris. Do you have other things you liked about this movie? So uh, I thought they did, because I didn't really notice this the first few times I've, I watched uh, the sequels was... The fact that Crispin Glover wasn't in this movie. I know. They, they did, did a f- fantastic job of like it, not drawing attention to that fact. Mm-hmm. And really did a good job, I thought, of covering. So uh, much that, that. Uh, Crispin Glover sued. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they did settle for some amount. Yeah, but now it's like a Hollywood. Now it's a law where you can't use somebody like the old footage and old without without signing something you know without oh really yeah, yeah. i had no idea okay I, I don't know what the law is exactly but there was a law passed because of that mm. well i'm i'm sure uh i'm sure now it's in all the contracts yeah exactly use, reuse the footage in right yeah movies. where before it wasn't it was like well yeah. no we own it <laughs> we own your likeness and we own everything yeah blah ha ha uh, let's see. Uh, Paul, what's something else you liked? Likeness liked about this movie? Oh, well, speaking of, uh, you said noticing new things this time around watching. Uh, one of the things that I noticed this time around watching in the alternate 1985, the Biff's goons, the guy with glasses still had 3D glasses. Even it was yeah. like sunglasses, but it was still red and blue. And I was like, it's a dark red and blue, but it was like, oh, that's cool that they got the same actors to return and play those same roles. So, put a cork in it, Zane. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I and yeah, I enjoyed that. There is so much continuity throughout yeah. the movies. That was a really cool thing. Um, let's see. I also I like that. I really the all the close calls when they're trying to get when Mario was trying to get the sports almanac or end up being the la la book, just that they, I felt like they didn't overdo that where it seems like it would have been easy to they they did enough different setups that that was like really like uh, is he gonna get this time maybe this time maybe this time yeah. so la 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 oh my goodness. Um, yeah, no, I think the the con- they went to great pains to try to keep the uh, continuity, even with the obstacles of not having Crispin Chris Glover or the previous Jennifer. Like, you know, they didn't do what uh, Christopher Nolan did for the Batman trilogy, where you got uh, 
Katie Holmes, and then all of a sudden you got freaking Maggie Gyllenhaal, who looks nothing like Katie Holmes. They like. I feel really, like she did a better job than Katie Holmes did, though. Oh, that's up for debate. <laughs> she didn't. She didn't do as good of a job as be, in, in terms of being hot, though. Was the problem? But um, <laughs> wow. I'm just saying. Let me ask. Do you? Someone's got to say it. What's your it take needs on? To be said. What's your take on curly hair, Chris? <laughs> oh no! Let's. Oh, we're getting to, so off the rails here. <laughs> I'm where we're I'm, going. We don't need uh, rails. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah, so I, I don't know, like the fact that they, you know, they went to such pains to really make sure, and I guess they kind of, you kind of have to, because this is all taking place in the span of like two days. So, that was the hard oh, thing yeah. to keep in mind, yeah. So you got it. so when you keep that in mind, because each one, you know, leads directly into the next movie, Yeah, it's, it's not like a bunch of time has passed. So the continuity is all the more important, and they did a really good job of that. Yeah. Oh, totally. I'm, and I think I wonder if taking the amount of time they did to really get these scripts down help, helped with that. I'd imagine yeah. it did. Um, all right, guys. Uh, if there's any other things you liked before your classic makers, let's go ahead and uh, bullet time those. So let's start with uh, Paul. One of the things that I highly recommend every to everybody if they haven't done this is to watch this movie this year in 2015 because yes. it was really fun to see the different yeah. uh, aspects of what they thought the future was. And, and so if you haven't done that, I highly, highly recommend watching this movie this year, 2015. Yeah, and I will will actually be releasing this. I mean, if you're listening to this now, you know this. Uh, we're releasing it the day that Marty comes back or comes to our time. Oh, so you're releasing October, it on Back to the Future Two Day. Yeah, so October twenty first. I think 21st. they're calling it Back. To, yeah, I think they're calling it Back to the Future Day. That's online. pretty cool. Awesome. They can't not. So yeah, if you're you're listening to this now, go home tonight, watch Back to the Future, the whole thing if you can, or just Back to the Future Two. And at least Back to the Future. At least two. Back to the Future Two. Uh, but anyway, okay, so that's uh, bullet time from. Paul, Chris, bullet any? time. Yeah, everything's time. in slow mo as uh, you're looking around at many different angles. Chris, go ahead. A Sorry. lot of the effects still hold <laughs> up. Um, I thought that uh, you know, a lot of the effects still still held up, even even thirty years. Well, I guess not thirty years now, but uh, you know. Almost. 25 years later, uh, 26 years, whatever. Uh, they, I thought they still held up. Now, not all of the uh, special, you know, special effects and stuff, but but uh, a lot of them, a lot of them still looked pretty good. I thought, mm-hmm. you know, I'm gonna have to disagree with you there, but on a little bit. Something. <laughs> I, I mean, the miniatures look good, yes, but the uh, the a lot of it's probably that we agree on some of the things that don't hold up. Yeah, uh, and. Some of that is in the uh, other section. Yeah, same here, guys. All right, cool, guys. Uh, Let's go ahead and move into our classic makers. Uh, Let's begin with with Paul this time. I like the plot. I like visiting many different uh, times in a time travel movie. You get to see the future. You get to see alternate realities. You get to revisit the past. I love it. The plot in general, like uh, chasing the different, uh, like the almanac and... And the kids, and it, I just think it was, it's it's a great story. Even though you prefer Bill and Ted 
time travel? Yes, I do prefer the theory of Bill and Ted time travel, but I enjoy... I, that doesn't mean I don't enjoy uh, stories about alternate times. Yeah, more adventurous. Could be, depending True. on the <laughs> story. All right. I don't, I don't know. I think the theory behind Back to the Future is more solid than Bill and Ted. Oh, if you what? If you ignore... The fading uh, photographs and pants. <laughs> I think that, Bill, and, yes. Bill and Ted might have the ad- advantage on that on that aspect. Cool, um, Chris. What would you say had the biggest advantage in this movie? Uh, again, like Paul, it's all about the story. It was such a good yeah. story. I just huh. love it. It's it's so original. Just the, the air, from beginning to end. It's just like there's no other movies like that. You you know, it's not one of those movies where you're like. Oh, it's a typical guy meets girl. They they don't like each other at first, and then they realize they do like each other, and they end up loving each other. This is like completely, you know, different from if, in terms of predictability and all that stuff, and and yeah. that's made it just such a great, enjoyable movie. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Cool. And for me, my most loved thing about Back to the Future 2 was I thought the movie builds up to its climax really well. I mean, all three of these movies, I think, well, we haven't gotten to the third one yet, but the first one definitely, and this one I thought did as well. What is the climax of this film? Well, I would consider the climax where they get to the point where he finally has the almanac and he's burning it. Yeah. And just the way the music swells right then, it's just really awesome. Yeah, the climax is basically him duking it out with Biff mm-hmm. uh, in the tunnel on the hoverboard trying to get away mm-hmm. and then getting rescued by getting the almanac and getting rescued by the DeLorean at the last minute. Yeah. And that's just as good as the first. The way that it's built up to that, I think. It's different. It's not the same, but right. I felt like the I way they it built was it kind up. Of, eh. <laughs> Fine, Paul. I think the, it's, I think, it's my classic maker. I am poo-poo your hey, maker. Hey, yeah, you you can. We're exchanging <laughs> different opinions. Yeah. No, I think the uh, I think the first one has a Fair. more satisfying climax because uh, okay, yes. because it's more emotionally satisfying because it's it's about character and it's about will he stand up for uh, his his girl, you know, and and he does, and that's what changes the course of nine, you know that leads to the better 1985 where his parents are actually good functioning human oh, beings. Oh, you think the climax of the first one's on the dance floor. Yeah, that's interesting. I thought it was when he actually goes gets back when to 1985. Yeah. <laughs> no, the real climax I think is huh. is when he when he punches Biff. I think that's oh. an emotional climax definitely. I th- yes. I feel like the the adventure climax, though, is him going back and getting back to 1985. But going back, yeah, to, I guess. back to the future, too, I was so. I didn't even know where the climax was because it just seemed like just the story kept progressing, not building for me. Well, but I could see your point. Well, and I think that because it's supposed to be a bridge to the third one, it's hard to. Ha- you, you can't have this very yeah. satisfying climax because then, like. Oh, okay. I don't really need to go see the third one. It, you want a, sort of a almost a cliffhanger esque climax. Mm. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You may not agree with that, Paul. And I don't like that we don't have any feedback because Chris pulled us into the 
out of our major pain episode, which we had plenty Sorry, of feedback for. I know. What a major pain. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, speaking of pains, let's talk about the things we didn't like about Back to the Future oh, 2. This movie. Oh. oh, with its no climaxes. Okay, Paul, get off your oh. chest. <laughs> Uh, first thing off, uh, I, I'm sorry, Elizabeth Shue, but I enjoyed Claudia Wells' as Jennifer better. So it's just me. What about... What, they seem both seem fine. I'm curious what, what's the difference for you. She, she comes across... I, I, I don't want to be like mean to Elizabeth Shue because I really enjoyed her in uh, like Karate Kid and stuff. To me, it's like, oh, what do you mean? Seemed like so fake. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> didn't come across as like very uh, believable to me. Go back to BBC and Elizabeth Shue. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's, oh, snap. I didn't find that the case, but all right. Uh, Chris, uh, were there any like performances you thought didn't really hold up? Or or is there just something else you didn't like about this movie? Uh. <sighs> I you know part of part of the 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 thing with the movie is it's you know it gets a little campy sometimes yeah, yeah. and uh, <laughs> I thought Griff in particular was a little <laughs> too too far over the top. Oh oh by the way, you too. Can I just say that? Uh, oh, sorry. What's the guy's name that played him? All the uh, Tannen uh, parts. Oh, uh, Tom. Tom Wilson. Wilson. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, the range. I'm not saying like, oh, he's like the greatest actor in history. But oh, no. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. He did a great job, especially yes. in the alternate, like uh, you know, where he was like in your face. Like he yeah. was like, like someone terrifying. You don't want to mess with. Yeah. yeah. And then and then. Yeah. And then seeing the the, the real, I guess. Or the original version of him sort of being more a bit more timid and but still looking the same as yeah. the auto repair guy. Yeah. yeah it's, but I agree with point. you. Uh Griff was a little over the top, but it wasn't too much for me. I felt I felt hey, his Grandpa <laughs> Grandpa <laughs> About tonight's opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's Mary McFly. Got no scroat. <laughs> they were all yeah. a bit over the top there. They, uh, they were overdosing on cybernetics, so I guess yeah. that kind of explains it, but I don't know. Um, something I didn't like about this movie was, and it's only a small thing. I, I had mentioned before that I liked that they seeded a lot of stuff, but I almost felt like they overdid it a bit to the point where I felt like, okay, do I need to pay attention to this? Because is this affecting something later on? And I, I was almost doing that a bit too much. I'll tell you what they overseeded in what? is the chicken. Oh, they make a, such a big yeah, deal about him being yeah. chicken. So much oh, that it oh, was oh. so distracting. It was like, look, why are you calling so much attention to it that it distracts from the first movie? It's like, well, why isn't it in the first movie? It's such a yeah. big plot That's point. a good point. I never thought about that aspect of it. But yeah, totally. I mean, I Christy brought that up too. She just hates that whole like, machismo thing and i said well because it, it's good for the arc into the third movie where he gives yeah. that up but right. you're exactly right it, they do do it a lot yeah mm-hmm. yeah good point i thought the other foreshadowing was was fine i loved i love it because it's 
you know, it's great when you know about the th- third movie and you're like, oh, yeah, hey, oh, that's, uh, you know, he's going to be in the next movie. That's yeah. his ancestor and, and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. I love that. Yeah. I mean, it's it certainly makes the movies a lot more rewatchable. So it's yeah, about that we don't like, not what we do. I know. It's only a minor gripe that I felt like, I, I guess maybe it's just my own personality that I want to find everything. And since there is so much stuff I've, where I'm missing something or something like that. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's go back to Chris. What's something else you don't like? Um, the the future scenes weren't quite as fantastical as I remembered them being. Oh, sure. Back yeah. when I watched this in the nineties, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, something about you know a- analog non HD wall sized uh, TVs. Yep. And uh, the fact that. Ooh, their cutting edge version of sending a message is a bunch of fax machines <laughs> right <laughs> that still can't print clearly right yeah throughout the house um and uh and you know some of some of the other stuff it just wasn't as like oh wow it's the future well chris what technology works perfectly nowadays anyway exactly right so That's- they're gonna have messed up scanners or screens or whatever so yeah, I think- yeah. But yeah, of course they're going to get things wrong. But it's kind of fun to watch. What I, I have a theory about right. that. Anyway, what's so what's your theory? Okay, so here's the deal. I thought of it today. It's brilliant. It makes it totally makes sense. the The reason the 2015 we live in is different from the 2015 in uh, Back to the Future Part Two mm-hmm. is really simple. Okay. Oh it's, yeah. It's it's because. When he goes back to the future in in that movie, when he goes to 2015 in that movie, it's before he's learned his lesson yes. about not, not you know not being able to deal with uh, when someone calls you ch- chicken. Sure. So okay. so after he learns that lesson back in you know either 1885 and then brings that back with him to 1985, mm-hmm. it sets off a butterfly effect chain <laughs> reaction. That That's completely right. changes the 2015 yes. to where now good, yeah. it, it makes sense that the 2015 we're in now is almost like uh, an alternate timeline. Yes. A post-apocalyptic oh, alternate timeline yes. akin to what the 1985 Biff was. So totally we have agree. Marty to thank for this current reality we're in. Yes. If only he had stayed a chicken. Okay. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Or arrogant or whatever. So I I believe this is, I believe I'm recalling from the behind the scenes or the commentaries that the reason, I think it was Bob Gale called out that they tried to make everything in the future a joke because whenever yeah. anyone tries to do the future, they get it wrong. So everything yeah. was very big. But I, I agree, it didn't seem even as fantastical as when... We saw it as kids, so I think the difference was when I watched it as a kid, I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's so fantastic! I love the future." Mm-hmm. And then watching it now, it's like, "Oh my gosh, it's so like that v- version of the future is so dated now." Mm-hmm. It's kind of it's kind of like with Disney's Tomorrowland. It never really it was the future that never really was. Yeah. Uh, let's go back to Paul. What's something else you didn't like about Back to the Future Two? Uh, when 
at the towards the beginning of the movie when they take off and then Biff comes out and sees the flying DeLorean, he gets mad and it's like, what's going on here? And it's like, why does he get mad? That doesn't fit his personality. Hmm. It was like, hey guys, I got this. Hey, what's this? It just it kind of threw me for a loop. Hmm. Like even back as a kid, I was like, why? He just what? seemed confused to me, and not so much. Yeah, that's what I thought. I didn't think he was mad, but I don't oh know. no, he's mad. <laughs> Okay. His brow furrows <laughs> and his voice deepens. That's what happens when people get mad. Well, okay, so maybe you're mad that you don't know how to tell when someone's confused. Maybe because my brow was getting furrowed <laughs> and my voice is deeper. <laughs> I'm I'm curious. Maybe it was part of the makeup effects. And Paul, you and John uh, from our Back to the Future one episode commented on how watch seeing the effects, the makeup effects in HD made them seem less like less good. I'm curious, was there any difference in these ones since they were done five years yeah. later? Yeah, you couldn't tell as much in the neck and stuff. The makeup process had improved, yes. Oh, okay. Cool. I'm still watching SD, so I looks looks totally fine to me. Because you're still stuck in nineteen eighty five apparently. <sighs> What's funny is I have a Blu-ray player that's completely capable of uh of ten A P but my projector is like 480. <laughs> oh. So, did you buy did you make the mistake of buying one of those projectors that's like it's HD ready, it just doesn't display it in HD? No, so I didn't make that mistake. I knew that going in, okay. but <laughs> it was a cost thing and our that's other true. one broke, so we needed oh, something. Okay. Anyway, that's long lo- too much too much info. No one cares, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, let's something else I didn't like about Back to the Future 2 was why why is Marty's kid, Marty Jr., getting arrested, making the front page of USA Today? Because you don't know what he did. He robbed something. Yeah. Well, look, if somebody robbed, like, what? Today, like, I don't know, like, uh, Microsoft's, or let's say Intel's next chip, and went and put it on the black market for everybody and he got caught doing that. But a you kid's going to get, get caught. A kid's going to steal something like that. Oh yeah. I mean, look how oh, actually uh, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they wouldn't go in to rob something. They would be doing look, it. You're talking about an back. alternate timeline <laughs> that didn't happen. All right, good point. Good <laughs> point. Uh that just seemed odd to me. That's all. Uh, let's go back to Chris. Um, the makeup may have improved from the first movie to the second, but it still but, wasn't very good. Mm. Well, it was, it was good for 89 standards, not today's. Yeah. I mean, and so that part is a little rough when you're watching that. Cause it's like, okay, that guy's obviously wearing really old makeup. That guy's <laughs> really old makeup. And not a lot sure. of it. Yeah. A lot of it was a little, uh, Honestly, the best makeup job in that entire movie was Marty McFly's daughter. daughter yeah. <laughs> I, and I did not know that that was Michael J. Fox until like seeing this in my adulthood. I had no idea. Because you didn't yeah. see any of the commercials. Apparently, I, I, I guess, because I know kind of, in the trailer we just watched, they called that out, that that was yeah. him. Yeah. But You're kind of regretting the... Uh, the big poster you had of her oh, on gosh. your wall as a kid now. 
or <laughs> wow. maybe so you do. Hot. Whoever that actress is, she's just the actress of my dreams. Or maybe you do find Bugs Bunny wow. dressed as a girl. Kind oh, of. Uh, could we move on? My goodness. <laughs> Ooh la la. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh la la. <laughs> but Francisco, you brought up the credits. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, over the clouds, which are cool clouds. But yeah, let's put it over the story and get a move on. Yeah, totally. It is waste, waste of space. Come on. And Chris, uh, you mentioned the effects of the. Special effects. I was about to bring that up, but go ahead, Paul. Sorry. No. Getting to move on. Like the credits. Let's go. Go. So you didn't like, uh, for me, I didn't like some of the uh, the flying cars or the hoverboards that were obviously animated. Mm-hmm. Um, so those didn't hold up in my, um, it's kind of funny. He backs up, the DeLorean flies and backs up into a dumpster. Yeah. Which doesn't scratch it at all, but yeah. they can't land on top of Biff's car without crippling like tinfoil. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> so for me, the effects that I didn't like were some of the um, compositing the new stuff on the old film, like when they're when we're seeing Marty up in the rafters above the stage. I felt I, I could it, you could tell very easily that was green screen and. I didn't like that. That, but it was, was an old film. They reshot that, was, that yeah, because that of the angles. But it was green sc- or blue screen. Yeah. That's oh yeah, because it was two more. Yeah, two of him, of course. Yeah. Uh, but is still. I thought it was noticeable, but it's still you know well done. I mean, yeah. For I didn't say do it that. was poorly done. I just Why said you gotta hate it. Called things? attention to <laughs> itself. This is the hate section. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. All right, carry on. I gotta hate because we're in that section. <laughs> uh, all right, guys, let's uh, bullet time. Any last negative? Hi- I got a bunch. All right, here we go. Yeah, same here. Strap in. All right, so you strap in, Francisco. Chris and I'll go back and forth. Oh, I guess I don't have a bunch. I thought I oh. did. <laughs> I got one. <laughs> a bunch. One. That's all the same. Take it away, Chris, and then I'll do mine. All right. Uh, one of the things I hated most, like in uh, when Jennifer, young Jennifer, sees old Jennifer, and they look at each other, and the old one says, "I'm young," and the young one says, "I'm, I'm old, old," and then they faint. Yeah, I like hate that scene. It wasn't <laughs> funny to me. It was really stupid. Uh, I thought it was cute, but kind of lacking something. I don't know. All right, I, it was just too contrived, too forced. I, I get that. And I have something else that's kind of forced before Paul goes off. One last thing for me. Why does Doc have a change of heart in wanting to dismantle the time machine? It seems very much out of left field. Like all of a sudden, even before they realize that the, the future's changed, he's like, oh, we got to dismantle this. It's, it's too dangerous. Because he could see that it, the danger behind it. He couldn't see that before he even made it? Well, yeah, but he didn't think it would be that. But... It's Here's the thing. thing. It's, he, it's, go ahead. He placed his trust in Marty. He said, Marty's someone I'm letting in on this secret. If I can trust anybody, it's him. And Marty uh, misused that opportunity oh. to grab the almanac. Oh. Mm-hmm. And it's That's one thing point. if Marty That's messes up. That's my reason up. I totally just made up right now. Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense to me, though. It, it's one thing if Marty messes up his own future. It's another thing if you change the world entirely. <laughs> yeah. Good point. All right, Paul. Uh, Lock and load. Rapid fire. 
Okay. Um, something silly. You know, this is everyone points out, oh, this is Elijah Wood's first movie because he's one of the two kids by Wild yeah. Gunman. And no one ever points out to that other little kid. I feel sorry for that other little kid, whoever he was. Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, why nobody points him out. <laughs> yeah. I don't like that. Anyway, um, <laughs> back when, okay, in the future, Jennifer is passed out and the police are there like, oh, who is she? Why don't they just run and grab her? Oh, uh, that's my wife. Oh, she was just taking a nap. Oh, we got everything. It's cool. Oh, who are you? Here's the thumbprints. Yes, they. Okay, they are married. Okay, sorry. Oh, no. Maybe she looked at. She accidentally, uh, you know, pointed the gun at her face and it went off. And she was. So we're trying to find some waking up pills or something at the cafe eighties. We couldn't yeah. find her or something. But they should have grabbed her and gone. Right, but no, point, they had point. to go in the house anyway. Um. Okay. Marty and Jennifer shouldn't be in the future because they're not there. They went in the time machine. No, 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 no. Because they come back to 1985 eventually. Oh, how so do they not get shot? How then they if get- they came back eventually, they would know everything. And so yeah. future would be changed. Yeah, but it hasn't changed yet because they're still in the future that hasn't changed. But they shouldn't be there. Because they left. The- they left. They're not there no, to be there. No, because no, they're still going to come back to 1985. All they have but to do is come, come back But they're going to come back with the future information. So yeah, so it would have been a change. different... It would be different. So either it's a changed future, which then you get in the time paradox things anyway. Yeah, but what would have changed other than the uh, well, he wouldn't have his hit son not getting arrested? He wouldn't have, they wouldn't live where they live or whatever. I don't know. Because they would have known all those things going in. Oh, let's yeah, not live in. He wouldn't have agreed Hillsdale to get in with needles or... and, and be fired. Yeah. By... Yeah, but he can't make those changes until he goes back and to 1985. See... Right. Exactly. Sure. So, but then if he, it, I mean, it depends on what future we're looking at, essentially. I think yeah. that's where we're na- sort of drilling down into. I anyway. think we we have to say we we're looking at the future where they've come back to 1985, like Chris I, was saying, and then somehow for whatever reason not made any of the changes to better their lives right. in the, for the future. No, anyway. here's the thing: they hadn't made the changes yet in their personal timeline. It only makes those changes in the time period they're in if they make those changes, and then they can see the effects of those changes. So they made the change that prevented their kids from getting arrested, and that's why they could see that change in the future. But they hadn't yet gone back to 1985 and implemented the changes that would change the future future. So as a result, the chain reaction hadn't fully been initiated yet. It totally makes sense. Just trust me. I I think I'm going to trust Paul, but okay. (laughs) All right, I just have my tragic maker. All right, guys, let's do our tragic makers, the, thing we, the things we hated most about Back to the Future Part Due. Let's begin with uh, me. Overall, I feel like this movie is pretty dark when compared to the first and third movies. I mean, oh, the there are... The future is very light. There are, like some, positive. there are some campy elements, but... Uh, yeah, the future is, but the rest of them, the alternate 1985 and even back in um, 1955... Since we're seeing so much more of Biff, I think that certainly and his yeah. gang and his gang makes the movie darker. Which I, I mean, it's <clears throat> I think that 
serves as a good contrast with other two, but I mean, I don't know. I, I had to pick something I had most, so that's it. Oh, yeah. Man. Oh, he liked this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 1985, the, the, you know, Biff's version is super dark. It's post-apocalyptic. Mm-hmm. You got, uh, you know, it's about as bad as it can be. No, it's apocalyptic. Yeah, that's true. It's <laughs> apocalyptic. That's true. And it's what's uh, being revealed. I don't understand. Yeah. And the the dad is is dead. His mom is just a total mess. Yeah. Um, These things. If you want yeah. it back, you can yeah. have. <laughs> that was also probably like their best makeup job. Was was uh, with <laughs> that? Yeah. I remember. Okay, quick sidebar. I seem to remember as a kid. I stayed up late watching Arsenio Hall. And uh, Leah Thompson was the guest, and she actually gave Arsenio that set of breasts. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So she made awful. a comment on a podcast recently. She said that somebody has them somewhere. Oh, interesting. Well, <laughs> maybe <laughs> Arsenio, maybe not. But, okay, so let's see. Let's go next with Chris. What do you hate most about Back to the Future 2? Uh, the hardest thing for me was the... The fact that nobody in that movie has any peripheral vision. How do you mean? There's I mean, so- like there's a giant ball boulder chasing them, and they always <laughs> run straight, not to the side. Yeah, it, you know, like uh, there's just so many scenes where Marty McFly is totally within the periphery oh, of, oh. of Biff's view, and then he like ducks down real quick, and Biff can't see him. Like Marty McFly was like so close in invading Biff's periphery that like he practically could have just kissed Biff and like he like wouldn't even the know. Car? So I thought yeah. I was thinking about this actually like every time Biff would sort of glance toward where Marty would be, I thought mm-hmm. well, yeah, why isn't he seeing him? And I wonder if you almost like your if your brain was trying to process really all the information your eyes saw, exactly. it would be overloaded. So it actually cuts out and only focuses on certain things. And so if you're not expecting someone to be there in the car and you're not looking directly at them, I think your brain filters that out as unimportant information. And so you don't notice. I think if I was in a car <laughs> and somebody started opening the passenger door... <laughs> Directly to my right. That one was a bit extreme. I would notice. (laughs) Yeah, but when he looked over and freaked out, that would have freaked me so much out, I probably would have swerved the car right into one of the walls of the tunnel. Yeah, go for it. I don't know. There was was like a lot of scenes that were like that, where I'm like, come on, he would see him. And then also when uh, Doc Brown sees himself again. Oh, yeah. Well, he's behind the pole. Yeah, Uh, but even even then he like steps forward and he's like Mm -hmm. checking the wire. And like it's just convenient that oh. the other Doc Brown isn't looking at him like you would with a normal human being, and doesn't say, "Hey, you sound like me." Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you for bringing that part up because I for I forgot to mention it in Back to the Future when we cover Back to the Future one, and I almost forgot to mention it here. If you decide to watch all three Back to the Futures on today, Back to the Future Day, in the first one. When Doc Brown is getting set up for his weather experiment, getting set up in the square or whatever um, for the coming storm and stuff, 
you will notice someone's riding a bike that looks yeah. a lot like Doc Brown in number two. Yeah, just in the background, and I noticed that last time I we watched it. I'm like, oh my gosh, how did they do that? And I, really? I'm yeah. guessing they just like. Maybe thought, oh well, let's use this similar costuming and it'd be a nice. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but uh, they didn't plan it for Back to the Future. That's for sure. Yeah. So look out for that. It's really cool to know. It's very that's coincidental, evil. but purposely used, I think, in the second one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, but still, yes, I agree with you, Chris. He would have noticed himself a lot in that situation. Yeah. All right, Paul, bring down the hate hammer. What be it for you? The thing that took me most out of the movie is not as much the peripheral as much as the fact that Doc Brown can't land his car at the end. Oh, yeah. And just decides to stay up there and get in the storm. First of all, he's flying a car. He says he'll wait till nighttime. Like, no one in Hill Valley is going to see a flying car at night. And then yeah. he decides to stay flying around <laughs> in a storm. And he says, oh, the wind, I have to circle around. Baloney. You land yeah, the thing, you take off and take up. And it's just like, well, how, we got to get him struck by lightning somehow. Well, well let's keep him up there. And Baloney. I call Baloney on you, Zemeckis. He might as well have been like, let me stick this large pole up as well. While I'm up. <laughs> right. <laughs> I hope I don't get struck by, oh! Yeah. I'm curious. As kids, or when you first saw this movie, did you guys get confused by, I assume, the fire trail, it just looks the way it does because he's spinning around, and it looks like a backward 99, but did you think that maybe that was like some sort of signal that he went to the year 99 or or anything like that? Both. Both, okay. I didn't. Chris, okay. Uh, that just confused me as a kid. I'm like, why is he in 1885? All right. Now, when I was a kid, the thing that confused me was Marty's mom's plastic surgery. That <laughs> that was the most confusing thing for what me. What is happening? <laughs> Am I watching Alien? I don't understand. Uh, okay, cool guys. Well, we've not that big. We've entered all our targeting information into the firing computer. Alice, do you have a firing solution for us? <laughs> Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready. On your mark. Do we rate? Do we rate Back to the Future 2? A classic. We recommend you share this with anyone, or we'd recommend anyone watch this, whether they've seen it before or not. Nostalgic, we'd only recommend you see this again if you have seen it before. Or a tragic, we recommend no one watch this ever, whether you've seen it before or not. Let's start with our guest host. How do you rate Back to the Future 2? Classic, of course. There's, is there any other possible There are two options? other possible options. There's no, so, I've covered this options. already. I <laughs> those are not options. Classic. All right. Is the only option. Paul, are there any other options? <laughs> well, of course. I've, I've uh, met several people along the years that... Uh, Back to the Future 2 is their least favorite of the trilogy. In fact, they don't even like watching it. They'll just watch 1 and 3. Um, what? But that's not me. I say it's a classic as well. Yeah. Honestly, I'm one of those people that would prefer to watch 1 and 3. <laughs> See? 
However, seriously, every time, every time. Well, you know what? Someone's <laughs> got to hate Monty Python and the Holy Grail. You just got to have that odd man. No. Oh, that's not the only thing you hate. <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't mean I hate this movie. I enjoyed this movie. It's it is my least favorite, but it's still a good movie. I still would recommend it, especially if as part of the trilogy. I mean, you kind of need it. Yeah. Um. So classic for me as well for Back to the Future Two making. The Rain for the Retro Rewind podcast, we recommend Back to the Future 2 is a classic movie. Unanimous. Unanimous. Lee, 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 lee. Yes. <clears throat> Even in the afternoon. Uh, 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 uh. You must try special. You must try special. <laughs> and we must try our new tubes. I'll just bring that up for us. New tube systems engaged. Oh, that was a quick trip back from... 1989, let's see what's new on our tube, whether it's something contemporary that's a book, a movie, a TV show, a pamphlet, whatever. Uh, Chris, what's new on your tube? A pamphlet? <laughs> <laughs> um, so a friend, I uh, was uh, at a get-together, I was at a gathering of friends, and... Uh, a Wowie! A Wowie gathering of... <laughs> uh, wrong movie. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, a friend just kind of recommended in passing uh, the show called Last Man on Earth. And uh, hmm. so I'm like, all right, well, I'll check it out. My wife and I watched the entire first season wow. in one weekend. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, and basically got all the way caught up to the present season, which just started. Wow. Uh, it, Is that good? Oh, it's so good. It's, really? It's so good. I it's, haven't heard of this. It, this looks hilarious. frustrating. I've seen the, the episode or the previews, or like the TV commercials, and it's all about him finding other people that he's not the last man standing. Yeah. Or yeah. the last man it on Earth. It starts out where he thinks he's the last man on Earth, and uh, he, after like two years living alone, he does find out that he's not the last man on Earth. And uh, there's a lot of it's really it's really funny. It's worth. I definitely highly recommend it. Um, really? cool. It's by the. It's by Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. Which, if you don't know who they are, they're the genius minds behind Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs. Oh. And and the Lego Movie. Oh, uh, okay. Um, as well as uh, Twenty One Jump Street, and uh, they're just brilliant. I'm huge fans of of everything they do. And uh, and this is no exception. Well, very cool. Is is this based on the comic book Why the Last Man at all? Yeah, it's totally no. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, very cool. Okay, so it's called Last Man on Earth? Yeah, The Last Man on Earth. Very cool. All right. Uh, Paul, what is new on YouTube? Uh, recently, my wife and I went into the movies and saw... Uh, Maze Runner, The Scorch Trials, the mm-hmm. second movie of that series, I guess. Mm-hmm. And when I saw the first one, I thought it was fine, you know, whatever, teenagers. The second one comes along, and I wasn't really going to see it. Maybe later on video, maybe, mm-hmm. but my wife really wanted to go see it. Okay. And by the end of it, I am now hooked, and I want oh, to see really? the third one. I was oh, like, wow. they do intense situations really well, like edge of your seat stuff. And there are some scenes in there. It's like, oh my gosh, that is 
It's crazy. So unfortunately, now I'm hooked in the series. Nice. That's nice. very cool. Cool, cool. So Mage Runner, the Scorch, Scorch Trials? Trials. Okay. The movie. Yeah, I haven't read any of the books. Okay. Yeah. Did you see that, Chris? No, I haven't. Right. It sounded like Francisco said Maid's Runner, which is probably not. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same concept, except instead of young kids, it's a bunch of maids that rich people are just, you know. Right. Oh. the ground. What if, uh, you know, it's run by Biff Tannen's world. Yes. Where and uh, killing is legal, and the maids all have to run. <laughs> That's what it is. Bosses. Okay, so what's new on my tube? Uh, oh, thanks for asking, Francisco. Is the game Jetpack Joyride, and they recently released the whole game as Back to the Future themed. Oh, nice. So, so while you're running in the normal game, you can get different vehicles and now in this retheming, you can get the hoverboard and you can get the DeLorean. Nice. And when you get to the DeLorean, if you stay in the DeLorean long enough for it to tick up to 88 miles per hour, you actually jump ahead like thousands of feet or yards. I forget what the unit of measure is. But it's just, it's cool. And you can like unlock Marty's costume. You can unlock Doc Brown's costume, Biff's costume. So it's, it's, it's fun. And it's, it's free also. So I'd recommend Jetpack Joyride. I play on iOS. I'm not sure if it's on other ones, but it's by the same makers of Fruit Ninja and other games like that. Sounds awesome. It is pretty awesome, except it crashes on my old iPad, but that's not their fault. Yes, it is. <laughs> make it compatible with all, even the Atari 2600. And Alice, are you compatible with the communication satellites? Comsat Online. <laughs> Receiving incoming transmission. Again, I'd like to thank our guest, Mr. Cowan, for uh, pulling us into this podcast. I hope we have saved it or fixed it or whatever was wrong with it. Um, but we do not have feedback because of that change. Uh, so let me go ahead and go to our announcements, which is pretty much... I. Uh, as always, you can vote in our poll for the next round of five movies you want us to cover. Just go to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash CasterVote. And if we were going to end voting today, the top... What about Bob? Upvote, what about Bob? <sighs> the next five movies would be Uncle Buck, The Jerk, Stay Tuned, Jumanji, and A Few Good Men, like us. <laughs> uh, so... Oh man, no! What? Nothing what about Bob. Nothing. Is six? Nothing about it. No, it's not number six. Number seven. Oh. It's in the top ten. Oh yeah. What about Bob? Come People on, up, vote. What about Please Bob? Please vote that down. Please. Oh, no, it's a fun movie. You, no, you're misremembering. It's not. Okay, maybe. I don't know. Movie. We it's should we should review it to see if it actually is or not. I don't no, remember. We could, no, we should review. Uh, the Terminator movies, which number six, Terminator two, Judgment Day. Good job, listeners. Anyway, so that could very much change uh, by the time we get we to that do point. The first one before we do second. Well, okay, but we have to we have to go by what the listeners. Oh, we want. had a request today to add or yesterday. Oh to yeah. Add, um, what was it? The Page Master. Okay, I can add that to it. The Page Master. No. 
Chris Kelly says no. Chris disagrees. Page Master is just yeah. Christopher Lloyd on acid. <laughs> no, honestly, the worst part of that about that movie it would be probably a totally fine movie, except for like the colors are just so drab and it just makes the whole movie just terrible to watch. That's weird. I seem to. Re- I guess I'm misremembering or incepting because I remember it being very almost too saturated. Well, it depends on what land they're visiting. Oh man, the horror nice. land is drab. All right, fantasy land is oversaturated. Well, all of this is of no consequence because it is not on the list yet, nor has it been voted up or down. Vote it up. Oh, <laughs> what about Bob? Vote it up. What about Bob? Vote it up. Gosh. All right, guys. So uh, if you want to leave us feedback uh, on anything, you can do it on this episode, RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 74. That's probably the best best place to do it. Or you can uh, go to our, join our Facebook group and be in contact with us there. We post lots of stuff. Usually one once a day we'll post something uh, just to, for your guys' enjoyment or quizzes to have fun with. Go to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash group to join us there. Also, I want to mention that we are part of the Retro Junkies Network, which you can find at theretrojunkies.com. There's lots of awesome, uh, family-friendly, retro-themed podcasts there. If this one strikes your fancy, you might find other ones there. Killing dads and... What? You know, Back to the Future 2. Oh, oh, oh. Not saying we're necessarily family friendly. I mean, we are, but mm-hmm. okay. Anyway, I'm not gonna go down that rabbit hole. Now, before we head back to Nav Point Omega, I want to thank Chris Cowan for coming back to the show. Awesome to have you as a repeat, one of our repeat guests. Uh, can you tell us where people can contact you, and can you promote Pop Mockers again? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you did such a good job just now. Uh, <laughs> you can find me on the internet. I'm a few different places. Um, head on over to uh, popmockers.com if you want to listen to my comedy uh, podcast um, or madcowan.com if you want my uh, blog and thoughts that nobody cares about. <laughs> I care about them. I've read them. Thank you. Here, no problem. Um, so thank you, Chris, so much. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Fun having you back. Um, Totes. And hopefully you'll be able to come back for our Back to the Future 3 episode. Uh, search for more money. Search for even more money. <laughs> uh, you can reach, if you'd like to contact the show, you can do that at retroreoimpodcast.com slash contact. Or if you want to reach me personally, Francisco, you can tweet me at FXRuiz. X. Though honestly, I am doing a lot more tweeting through our Retro Rewind podcast uh, Twitter account, Twitter account, which is at Retro Rewind Cast. Uh, if you want to find Paul and all his social security information, it's at pauljpowers.com. And Paul, will you please tell us what movie game time continuum, though I have a good guess of where we're going, we're going to be going back to next time. I don't know. Are we, I guess let's go for the... Uh the pain? The major pain? Yeah. That'd probably be a good idea. Yeah, let's do that. Unless Chris thwarts it again. Hopefully not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what year is that? 1995? Yeah, let's go back to the year 1995 for some major pain. Right. And until then, 
We would love if you would just rate our show as the most awesome show ever. Tell all your friends and family and even your people you hate the most. Awesome, awesome, awesome. That, uh, you know, just. That's the yeah. most awesome? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I, I went from extremely excited to don't even care. You're totally excited <laughs> and then no. <laughs> yeah, just whatever, you know. Come check us out. Leave some feedback, whatever. Oh, you know what? There's patrons. <laughs> Those are good people. <laughs> Those so are if the, you want to join the good people, people club, you can, you know, just I mean, throw a little money our way at Patreon. Very cool. That's at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash Patreon. Thank you so much, Paul, for being an awesome co-host, an awesome friend, an awesome time traveler. Are you a time lord also? or uh, It takes one to know one. <laughs> So doesn't really answer, answer, that. answer that. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. <laughs> uh, so I'm not one. So I guess that makes you not one. No, it takes one to know one. So you don't know if I'm one or not. Oh, okay. I see. I see. If you were one, you would know. Got it. Unless you're his traveling companion. <sighs> yes, that's true. Um, but I'm not cute enough. All right. And I whether wasn't say it. <laughs> and whether this is your first time listening, or you subscribe and listen to each episode. While you're on the job working, go in between. (laughs) (laughs) Do you listen to them all, or this is your first time? (laughs) Master interrupter. Uh, Whether uh, you're listening to this on the job, or on your way to work, or while you're doing chores, we appreciate each of you so much just for listening. It's the coolest thing. Uh, But like a Pokemon. We got to catch you all later on the next episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Retro Rewind mission complete. Proceed to Nath Point Omega and return to base. Don't float on water unless you have power. Like this podcast. (laughs) 